0: This is independent wrestler and host of the Game Marks Podcast, Johnny Clash, all the way from Long Island, New York, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers.
1: Taking your way in the world today, takes everything
0: you got, taking a break from all your worries.
1: and welcome back to wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name especially when you're a game mark this is wrestling cheers we like to talk about things going to northeast ohio independent wrestling scene we preview shows we review shows and sometimes we even have interviews along the way this is even nowhere nowhere close to northeast ohio but this is an interview with johnny clash wrestling cheers is brought to you by the trending topics network and midwest territory Please. Rate, review, and subscribe Your you this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com, slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com, slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com, slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose desire, well, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, we'll be talking with Johnny Clash in this is something we're going to do all month long for August. I try to have come up with themes lately for these months, and this month we're going to be talking to wrestlers who don't wrestle in the Northeast Ohio area, but kind of like introducing you to them, and maybe you can go find them, and maybe some of these people, two in which have podcasts, and one, well, it's who we have today. We have Johnny Clash from the Gay Marks Podcast. How's it going, Johnny?
0: Hey, what's up? So do you memorize that entire run on sentence because there's no way there's no way you memorized all that
1: yes i do like i i mean i'm i have notes come on i have notes Where but where it doesn't say like word for word like i have you know it says resting shears is on and then in parentheses rate review and subscribe and it has every place we're on but it also, it's like my notes because it has the links for them like i'm not reading off the links, so it's just note by note but i've said it so many times that yeah i can I can go into another podcast, not have it in front of me, and kind of recite it.
0: Yeah, you're a better man than me. That's all. That's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> I always say, "I, I Ooh, got." Man, what's up? I got that from Cabana, not, and that's not like I'm trying. I was trying to be him. I would listen to him on Art of Wrestling and just be like, "How can you say all that stuff at the beginning?" And then it got to a point where I'm starting to like, "Okay, I gotta have this intro. I'm gonna say this," and like it turned into I was saying it every week, every week, every week, and now I can now I can recite it there you go that's it so how how is it going right now with uh the state of the world
0: um i mean i'm leaving my house a little <laughs> bit more i guess you know wearing the mask um unfortunately i think the worst thing that happened so far is the grocery store that's literally across the street from me closed so now i have to go down the block with the cretins and stop and shop and it's just miserable oh my Those god old people <laughs> with carts just banging into you everywhere it's like come on six feet six feet
1: i can't imagine that because you're you're on long island right mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, very crowded.
1: Ugh. Like I, I feel like I'm in like regular like Ohio. I mean, I'm not like exactly in a like big city, but still, I can imagine like I'm, like not just being crowded, it's just like less room for stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a good area. You know, I'm close to Queens, but I'm not Queens exactly. But it's still just crowded with just right now, especially <laughs> just obnoxious people just trying to grab the last thing of milk when you're like, dude, it's gonna expire in like a month. Come on. <laughs>
1: I mean, you've had the benefit, like you get to work from home a lot more.
0: Yeah, I'm actually, I work from home every day. Spoiler alert, I'm not a, you know, podcast wrestler for a living, but, you know, (laughs) got to pay the bills.
1: Yeah, you being a graphic designer, that's something I wish I would have got into more. I actually went to a vocational school for uh, graphic communication, but I was more on the hands-on printing aspect of it. And I just did a lot of the Photoshop and Illustrator stuff just to get by. Like I probably didn't get great grades on it, but I was like, no, I'd rather go in like print. And now we're in a uh, like state of not even just the country, but the world of not the pandemic, but it's just printing's going away. And I now look back and yeah. I'm like, wow, I wish I would have done more with Photoshop.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in uh, in between right now. Like I do a lot of like the InDesign and Illustrator stuff, but mm-hmm. I am also like managing the like the print press and all of that, like all the guys down there at the print shop. So okay. I kind of see both aspects of it. And I mean, it's crazy. We just got like a million dollar brand new press and we can't even use it right now.
1: What kind of like what uh, type of printing?
0: I work for the, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away. I work for like a transportation company down here. So okay. it's mostly like the boring old, like There's going to be a delay in service this weekend, like those kind of flyers. But occasionally I'll get like a cool one where they're like, hey, we need a new ad for this new app that's coming out. And I'm like, oh, thank God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's where I was huge into of when I I was in school, like we maybe we'd print flyers and business cards and stuff. But I like one of the reasons why I got into that line of work is because I was actually working at a newspaper at that time. I was in the mailroom. And when I went to a tour of this vocational school, I found graphic communication. I was like, oh, I could. I could work my way up to be a printer and make some, you know, better money, make a career. And now like newspapers yeah. are just, you know, dying. <laughs> so like that was kind of a bad idea. The cool, thi- coolest thing that I ever printed though, I actually printed bingo cards, but not like the, nice. not like the cardboard. It was actually like paper and like the, like how that's printed. It's like really weird.
0: I oh, feel like those, like the little, uh, stamps, like the old ladies sitting there with their little ink stamps.
1: Mm-hmm. Like there's like so yeah. many different kinds in the place I worked at was pretty much a 24-hour shop you work 12-hour shifts and the amount of bingo cards that probably went out in an hour is is insane
0: oh yeah i mean the old people need to do something right (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i mean luckily i got into like doing the flyers for a lot of different wrestling promotions so that kind of kept me sane during like all the boring stuff
1: yeah i mean that's something that is i wouldn't say always in demand but like the better you are like the more people are going to get you to design flyers you can only there could only be so many out there that use ms paint and then they eventually need to upgrade
0: oh uh, yeah that was the thing um there were some promotions that like at first i would be like hey i could do flyers they'd be like "Eh, i don't know like we have a guy i'm like listen your guy looks like he threw this together in word and no offense but like i could do this a little better and i'll work for you so i think that helped me get kind of like a foot in the door at some places um i know even like for cap like creator pro my main like where i Started like where I came up from. I wasn't doing them right away until Eventually, I think I did one for another promotion and they're like, hey, you've been here this whole time and we didn't know You did this. Can you please like do these now? And I've been doing them like I'm doing one Like right before we got on here. I'm still doing them. So it's just something different something cool, you know
1: Create a pro there. I feel like right now they're on the rise within the past two years it just like I'm starting to notice more where I'm I'm seeing more and more cap wrestlers maybe it is because of like little bias because of aiw because we brought in more even to the fact of there was a team aiw versus team creator pro and you know yeah. we've seen you know you know nick stapps obviously been here was here a good year before all this happened uh vsk was showing up more bear country had a couple of showings and it's just like every time i'm turning around like obviously to mjf i can't forget about him just so many cap graduate store i'm like oh damn i kind of I kind of want to go to cap. I want to see all these wrestlers.
0: Yeah, please come down. I mean, come on down. I'm the first graduate. In case you didn't know that, I was the first ever person to sign up for cap and I was the first ever graduate. So, but I do think that like, there's a lot of training schools. There's a lot of good schools around here, but when it comes down to it, Brian Myers, AKA formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, Pat Buck, they've been everywhere. They know everything there is about the business and if one doesn't the other does and they're so approachable that if you need a question if you want to text them if you hey can you break down this tape for me can i show you my match from last weekend like without hesitation it's like yeah sure no problem and they'll they're not going to like bullshit you they're going to give you like what like what you need to do you know to succeed and that's why i think most cap wrestlers today are like like you said getting more and more recognition for what they're doing not only that but most of these guys are like trained literally from the ground up so i guess two three years in now you're starting to see the guys who came into our doors like two three years ago and just you know we worked from them from the ground up
1: i actually did know that you were the the first graduate i, I might have did a little bit of homework and you oh. is it you weren't <laughs> the was it you weren't the ex you were the first but was there someone with you or they they graduated shortly after you
0: it was me and Max Kester simultaneously together. We signed up same day. We graduated same day. I think we probably went to the same amount of classes the first two years. We were, you know, we were the, uh, I would say the first two to graduate because we were the hardest workers at the time. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to cut anyone short there because everyone works very hard, but we were open three nights a week. I think me and Max, maybe some weeks were there twice, if not all three days. So you just have to you just have to put that work in but no i actually ran a storyline in wrestle pro when it opened of me being the first cap graduate so the name kind of just stuck with me and i could say hey you know i was the first cap graduate because it was it was a real
1: nickname of me he's another dude and we kind of mentioned before we started recording of just i've seen max castor so many places and and maybe it's because he has i don't i don't call it a gimmick but he takes like this whole rapper persona which he can actually rap, he can actually freestyle and he throws it out there. And I've seen so much of that and I've seen so much of his wrestling to where it's like like you can get into it really easily. And I I think if wrestling was normal right now, like there was you know independent shows across the country, I think he'd be booked a lot of places because he's he fits the the mold of wrestlers of last year who were creating content online and getting becoming bigger names guys like warhorse effie danhausen and you know max caster is is doing the same thing and he, he's he's getting the recognition for for i mean even like with the the beyond talent show i mean granted he was in the major wrestling figure podcast group trying to get votes for it and i was just like you're going up against danhausen <laughs> and he's like i told you who to vote for but i'm like but Danhausen. I refuse to vote.
0: Yeah, I witnessed that one. For him, honestly, like, when you picture, like, the hardest worker in the room, that's him. He was there. He would stay for the late classes, the regular classes. He would be working matches after class on the fly with the new students, with the veterans. He, the first, like, few months we were open before he was even allowed in the ring after class. Like with the veterans, he was refing the matches even today. He's still there three nights a week. He's there for hours. He's working. He worked on his body ridiculously. He got in insane shape. Not saying he was ever in bad shape. He was always kind of like that athlete. Like I think he was a quarterback in high school or something. So he's always had like that. But as of lately, he got in ridiculous shape. His discipline is nuts. I've seen that guy put away like six bananas and be like, I'm good. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) In, uh, in video game terms, he went from like hard difficulty to insane difficulty, like still still very good. But like it just been it was bumped up.
0: Yeah. He went from like when you select your body tone, he went from like regular to toned to like jacked.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's been kind of mentioned already on the show before you host the Game Marks podcast. For those who don't know, uh, explain it to them. I mean, it's a show that I got into. I think you're the one that sold me onto it. Uh, But tell everybody, because I think this is it's a very interesting concept. And I think most wrestling fans have some sort of history with uh, wrestling video games. But it just all depends on where and when.
0: Yeah. So my me and my partner, George, we weren't we honestly didn't really know each other before we started this podcast. We just met a couple times and he was a streamer. I streamed here and there and we were just like, we need to do something, because we're both graphic designers, we both are very creative, and we came up with the concept, why don't we break down a different wrestling video game every week, and we'll talk about the roster, we'll talk about the gameplay, our memories, and then at the end, we're going to give it a rating, and we decided the rating system would be, play it forever, or future endeavor. Play it forever, meaning you will play this game forever, obviously. Future endeavor, meaning you don't want to see this game ever again. And at first, there were a few games that I got completely ridiculed for, like um, Fire Pro Wrestling. I wasn't a big fan of that. And the listeners, we actually lost listeners. We actually got bad Apple reviews because I said I didn't like Fire Pro Wrestling. But No way. I think,
1: That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm we sorry.
0: Lost, we, as soon as the episode came out, it wasn't even the new one. Um, we started getting tweets like this guy's an idiot. Like, how could he say this? I like, guess. Are you even a wrestling fan? How could I respect a wrestling video game podcast that doesn't like fire pro wrestling? I'm like, Oh my God. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, giving us like one star Apple reviews, just saying idiot as the comment. Like, I was like, okay, I guess I got to tone it down with hating fire pro wrestling, which I don't anymore. I actually like the game. So, but like you said before, you were like, when you first heard about the concept of the game, you weren't sure like the legs it had, you didn't know. Like, how long could this possibly go? But there's over 300 wrestling games, and then you count, like, the Death Jams, like you said, The Simpsons, Celebrity Deathmatch, Crush Hour. If there's a wrestler in the game, we're going to play it, even like a WWF Betrayal for the Game Boy. I want to cover the UFC games, because even though they're not wrestling games, they're still kind of wrestling. They're fighting games. Brock Lesnar's in a couple of them, so why not?
1: I I like the idea that you were talking about doing the Spider-Man game. Because bone saws in it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, I, it's it's crazy to think like over the years, like how many, you know, wrestling video games there are, and like, and I know if I was in your position, I think the thing that I would get ridiculed for because I think I'm against like a lot of like the popular games because of like the era I grew up in. I didn't grow up in the N64 era. I mean, I did, but I didn't. I was Super Nintendo so i grew up with wwf raw and wf royal rumble and mm. like those are the two that i owned and, yeah i, I love those i'd always go out and in, in raw i'd grab the bucket because i loved it that you can do the uh <laughs> the over uh overarm hit i thought that was awesome but yeah. when it came to n64 i wasn't a fan so I, I know a lot of people that like love that system and love those wrestling games and i'm like i i didn't get into them So like if I were to have that same opinion or I'd say like when I'm like, like screw no mercy, screw uh, WCW, NW Revenge, like screw those games. Like, yeah, I would I would get ridiculed hardcore because I know how people feel about that system and those games.
0: Yeah. So part of our rating is, does this game hold up today or are you wearing nostalgia goggles? So like when we covered WWE Raw on the Xbox the other day. My nostalgia goggles came off. I used to love that game, but playing it today, I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst piece of trash I've ever played in my life. But I definitely get what you mean because part of the reason I wanted to cover every single game possible, and I believe we will do it one day. We're a year in. We're not even making a dent yet, but we will do it. Like, I think the N64 games, they're great. They're groundbreaking. They honestly set the tone for wrestling games today, but I think they're over-glorified hard. Like, there's... The year 2000, there was SmackDown games. There was the N64 games, the ECW games. There was Mayhem. And I mean, we won't count backstage assault, but every company had a game out that year. And sure, No Mercy was great because the large roster, the arenas, the weapons. But I, I feel like it's just a little over-glorified. If I were to say to someone, hey, you want to be a guest on my podcast, what game do you play? Oh, No Mercy. It's like there's other stuff out there, you know?
1: Yeah, there's even like ones that you guys bring up that I all kind of forget about that i kind of maybe i looked over or i just completely blocked out of like i know i had wrestlemania no 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 not wrestlemania 2000 because that was n64 uh road to wrestlemania the game boy advance game
0: oh for game boy advance yeah love that game
1: and then I, I I think you guys were talking about it, and I actually like went on to YouTube and I watched like all the entrance videos from it because there was ones that I <laughs> I vividly remember watching a lot, like maybe like Triple H's or something. And I'm like, oh my god, I forgot to like. and That's another thing I think I I don't really think about too. That okay, yeah, there's all these games that were for like the big systems, but a lot of the times the handheld ports were either completely different or you would get something like WWF Betrayal where it's not even a wrestling game. Like that is something that I've got with listening to your show. It's it's I get the same effect from the major wrestling figure podcast and off the hop rope to where when I go to a toy section or I go to a toy store, like I'm looking at certain figures when I go to the store or a beer store, I'm looking at like certain beers. And then for you guys, if I go into like some of these secondhand stores we have around here, like you can buy like older games and like there was, I even I know I, I tweeted out the picture. There was, they actually set up like a whole wrestling video game section, which I'd never seen before. And I was just like, oh my God, like everything's mm. here. And I w- it was divided by system. I was like, holy shit. Like it's all here. Oh, wow. And I was like, I yeah, wanted to, so, I was, so many, so many. well, and the th- crazy thing is too, is it definitely wasn't like everything. Cause I think they'd go with more the like WWF stuff because like, that's going to be the bigger seller. So they didn't have like the Def Jam yeah. vendettas in there or the backyard wrestlings.
0: Yeah. Nobody wants those.
1: Hey, don't say that.
0: <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> yeah, bo- Nick might be listening. Nick step might be listening.
1: I have both of them here in my office. I have, uh, because of the, the first one, obviously like living in my area with the, the dudes on the cover, M dog 20 and P- Josh prohibition. Like there's like that cover. And then they took the same cover. They made a DVD about them. And then when they just had like the 20th anniversary of their first match, Josh prohibition found these really big posters for backyard wrestling and it's the it's pretty much the cover and they both signed him and sold them, and like i i grabbed oh, one that's really cool yeah i grabbed one immediately because the dvd is awesome uh i love those two but then i know when i went back and tried to play the game i'm like oh my god like this game kind of sucks but i'm like it's it's josh prohibition and matt cross and i grew up like an icp so i'm like it's kind of cool but i'm like yeah this <laughs> game sucks <laughs> so then when like you guys covered it i was like yep there, there it is yeah yep it does suck
0: yeah so, like, I know George, my co-host, he'll collect every game that we play. So as we play it, he buys it. And to me, that's just insanity because we're he's eventually just going to have, like, 300 games sitting around with, like, Super Famicom games and, like, Dreamcast. Like, nobody wants those. So I can't, like, I don't know, to collect games, I sell and, like, resell them real quick. But we have this really cool store in Long Island by me called Video Game Trading Post. That just has everything. They have like the WWE All Stars, like the like the bar top arcade that you could plug in. Um, that's where I got like my Raw, my Royal Rumble for Sega because I have no idea where my originals are. So like the older ones I find cool, but then like the SmackDown vs Raw like 2011, 2012. It's like ah, yeah. uh, like I don't need all these, all these 2Ks. I don't know. I just don't need those. But um, the coolest one I did buy was that. WWE Raw Xbox Japanese set with the Undertaker exclusive figure and the t-shirt. Like stuff like that. I like like really unique items.
1: Yeah, it sucks that they didn't do that with a lot of stuff. Like at least with WWE, obviously there's there's game stuff out there, there's movie stuff out there because I know I've collected certain movie stuff where if it came with something cool I wanted to buy it. Like I re- I never bought it, but I always saw the Da Vinci Code DVD set where it came with that little mm-hmm. cipher thing like almost like it was like f- full size with it. And I'd always want to buy it, but I didn't, <laughs> but I'll never like it's, but it's, it's that thing of like something that came cool. So y- having that thing where it, it wasn't even like uh, U.S. exclusive, I mean, it wasn't in here or in the United States, you had to, it's something from Japan. Like that's, that's insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have like all those, uh, like the walking dead box sets for the first few seasons. Um, Like, the giant, like, zombie heads and stuff. Like, stuff like that I want. Like, I don't want just, like, SmackDown vs. Raw 2009, like, just sitting on my shelf. Like, if it was in, like, John Cena's, like, giant bicep or something, that would be awesome.
1: That's almost like, and it's a box set that I have. Like, I I have, like, if it's a favorite TV show of mine, I like to have season by season. Because on a bookshelf, those look really cool. Like, you're guaranteed it's going to look, like, almost like just books. But it's, you know, you have this chunk where it's season one, two, three, four, five, whatever. But uh, I have every season of dexter for oh, oh
0: my. i just finished that whole series
1: oh we're gonna get into it but um uh, for my okay. f- my first <laughs> uh christmas with my now fiance one of the first shows that we watched together was dexter i'd already watched it all so i was watching it with her she bought me the box set the dvd box set which comes in a slide tray just like dexter's like the blu-ray oh, one is cool. like it doesn't look as cool but the that the box set like even though i own every season it's a box set that looks like a blood the blood slide thing it's fucking awesome
0: oh my god i'm looking it up right now that is the coolest thing ever creepiest thing but coolest thing
1: ever oh god it's it's so like i don't think i've ever sat down and watched it but it's one of those things it's really cool to have and then cuz like you just watched Dexter recently they also sold for a while and it took me years to actually buy it but there's a coaster set that are blood slides and it comes in like a little blood slide box. I'm looking that up too. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> so do you keep it in your air conditioner or what?
1: <laughs> I'm in an apartment. So like, I don't have like a regular air conditioning and actually I think,
0: okay, me too.
1: <laughs> we, we have a room that the air conditioning kind of in, like it's on the outside and like, I can't get into it. So no, it is not in the air conditioning.
0: Oh, <laughs> No, definitely, like instantly became like one of my favorite shows. Like even now, like I, if I watch another show, I'll just be like, "I miss Dexter." And my wife's like, "Shut up!" It wasn't that great. I'm like, "Yes, it was."
1: I don't know about you, but there's like certain shows that when I, as soon as I watch like one episode, I get hooked to. Uh, one show, show for me for that I know is How I Met Your Mother. Another one, Scrubs. And Dexter was the same way. I got in one episode and I was like, "I, I'm connecting to this. I want to watch more." And sometimes there's shows like Mad Men. Like I love Mad Men, but. I enjoyed the like that time frame, like in the fifties and stuff. So I was like, okay, like let me get to the end of the first season. If I don't like it, I'll just turn it off. By the end of that first season, I was hooked. So I needed more than one episode. But Dexter was that one that I just clicked.
0: Yeah, just like like even though he's like a serial killer, he's just like you just love him. Like you want him to succeed, even though he's a killer.
1: For me, I got into it right right before season five came out. And only, and this is crazy to think, like, this is how it was back then. Only season one and two were on Netflix. A friend had to burn me three and four.
0: <laughs>
1: Say no more. <laughs> P- pretty much. But, like, I just. So do
0: you feel like everyone else where, like, season five was, like, the downfall?
1: Okay. My my take on that is, like, I don't think season five was a downfall. I think season four was just really good with yeah trinity killer with with trinity killer in the ending it's not that it was a step down it was just like that was above and beyond the best season i think one is a you know a great great introduction um i've also i because i'm not a big book reader but i'll do audiobooks i read uh, or should i listen to the audiobook of the the first season which is it it differs a little bit but it's 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 still the uh, the ice truck killer season two I like it because like they're after him so that like you're just getting it out of the way like we're not having it as the last season oh no now like everything's coming to like no we're gonna put in the second season season three I think sucked to the point of when me and my fiance were were watching it that first year we watched season one together season two together and season when we got to season three she went with her family to uh, Ocean City and I was just like just watch it on your own I don't want to rewatch that season that season sucks
0: yeah that was that was a rough one that was when uh with jimmy schmitz right yeah yeah i don't know i can't unsee him as uh whatever is it zero and nero whatever in sons of anarchy
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah same thing because that's ironically enough that was one of her favorite shows and then i think it was a couple years ago we've we finally watched that thing so it was her rewatching watching it and me watching it for the first time so yeah it is kind of the same thing and i think he did he did a way yeah. better job in sons of anarchy maybe maybe just because of that season for Dexter, I'm just like, it's, oh, it's not interesting. There's, there's nothing much that even like when I totally skipped that season, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Like, I don't, I don't know what yeah. it is. Just, I didn't I, care I, for that season.
0: So what, how do you feel about the ending?
1: We talked about this on Twitter. I
0: think we briefly, yeah, yeah. We briefly touched on this.
1: My whole issue is just that final scene. If that's, if that would have ended without this revelation that he was still alive and living on a. In like North Dakota or wherever, just being a lumberjack, I would have been fine. The only problem that I think it was, and this is like, I did a little bit of research when we were tweeting about it, I think because it would have been almost the same ending kind of as Batman, as Dark Knight Rises.
0: Yes. So so you're the one that pointed that out to me.
1: And I was like, that was like literally the year after uh, Dark Knight Rises. So I think that's why they didn't do it. Because like, it's almost the same premise of... You know, when you kind of thought that baby, he was going to like show up living with her, but I would much rather him just be dead. Just have it to be like, I'd rather, I'd rather my son go and, you know, live with her and just, I'm just a burden. And he's always going to like have this shadow hanging over him and all this kind of stuff. Just take me out of it. But it's like, oh no, I'm still alive. I'm like, why? Because now, which you haven't dealt with this because you just watched it. People have been like clamoring, clamoring for years and like having these false and fake rumors that oh no they're going they're bringing it back they're going to do another season i'm like how how are you going to do another season he's a lumberjack like that completely defeats the purpose of the show
0: i think within the first week of me finishing the series i've read every fan theory about it coming back to the point where i got to like him saying no i'm not coming
1: back yeah and he said it so many times he's like no no we're not doing it we're not doing it and i think what it doesn't help but there's a lot of shows that have like come back But it's like, you're not going to do that with Dexter. Oddly enough, we mentioned Sons of Anarchy. I'm always hearing about like, oh, there's it's coming back. And then like I look and I'm like, no, there's nothing official. Like the creator wants to bring it back, but FX has to prove it. And they're just like, nope, we're done. We're good.
0: So like the coolest theory I think I read where the showrunner who left after season four said he wanted the ending to be dexter in the electric chair looking back at like the ice truck killer trinity killer like everyone he killed like in the viewing room while he's getting like injected
1: hmm. i'm trying to figure out whether i'd like that or not because i know the uh, the books
0: either way it screwed me up
1: the books go in a different direction i, I know that for certain like for example like you know how a uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched Dexter already um you know how laguerta dies like really close to the end
0: oh yeah i hated her
1: uh she dies at the end of the first book like, she doesn't last. Uh, all right. Okay. Like, like, there's a lot of the ice truck killer in that book that's the same, but I know the ending is where they just veer differently. And then as far as what I was told about a lot of the rest of the series, it gets re- really weird, a little, little more sci-fi. I think, I don't want to quote it, but I swear someone told me, like, aliens are kind of involved. And I'm like, okay, I see they, why they went different routes, because I don't know if that sh- that show would have made it. way they went was fine. Yeah, no but I don't know how I'd feel about Dexter like getting caught and like having to pay for his price, uh, pay for all the, like all the shit. I'd almost rather him just die. But like, yeah, how I it agree. was where he just, you know, goes into the water. He's like, fuck it. I'm dead. Like I've lived this life, but ha- don't have it to where he gets caught. Cause at the same time, they could have did that at the, the end of the second season.
0: Yeah. And, and next time on the Dexter cheers podcast, <laughs>
1: it's a, it's a great show like i was actually talking with someone <laughs> today like some of my favorite shows and i think that's up there and oddly enough like that and like some of my other favorite shows i feel like the the endings for them are clouded for one reason or another when it comes to the office it's that last like season and a half before i think mm, the yeah i think the last half of the last season is is better because they're building to that final episode which i think as a whole, like, that's a really good series finale. Like, I can watch it from beginning to end, especially when, um, uh, Aaron's parents show up at that Q&A Like, <laughs> I remember the first time watching it, like, I'm like, oh my, like, they, I didn't expect, like, this to happen. And then obviously, like, cause I remember watching it live, like, uh, Steve Carell was like, no, I'm not in it, I'm not in it, and I'm in it. And he fucking shows up.
0: Yeah. Oh, he had to. There was no way he could. And so then, what about, uh, the how I met your mother finale how do you feel about that one
1: love it everybody yeah, hates see,
0: it. I was okay with it I didn't okay. I didn't really care okay the story finished you know like whatever <laughs> what happened should happen
1: here here's how I look at it uh, my ex that I was dating at the time like I got her really into the show and I think we were on the second to last season like we were watching it live as you know new episodes are happening and we got into a conversation and she was like why is Ted telling the story And I was like, that's that's kind of a good point. She's like, I think she's dead. I think the mom's dead. That's why he's telling the story. And then as the last season started to progress, they kind of started showing their cards like, no, she's she's going to get sick. She's not going to be around for her daughter's wedding. And there's like so many other things. So when it finally happened, I was like, oh, my God, she called it like that's that's exactly what happened. And then a lot of people hate like, oh, well. Uh, you we had this whole build up for you know uh, the mom, but it, she he ends up getting with Robin at the end. Yeah, they telegraphed a lot about that relationship, even to a point of at one point they make that uh promise or that uh thing where, oh, if we're both single at this certain age, we'll get married. Like, and that's basically that basically what happened. And also, <laughs> like one of their biggest issues was she couldn't have kids but they also explain within episodes that Robin loved Ted's kids. So it's like, it's all, it all works out. And I love the fact that they, they shot that reaction. Like a lot of that ending stuff, like for, um, with Ted, Robin and the kids, like they shot that at the end of the first season, even like the end of season one is kind of like the end of that season. I should say the end of the series, like it's the same kind of thing with the dogs and the French horn I don't know, I love shit like that, so it, when they had that episode, I loved it, and people were just like I hate it, this is so dumb, I'm like were <laughs> we watching the same stuff because they telegraphed a lot here well, we we yeah. were waiting for the mom well, why do you think he was telling the story she was dead
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't really, you know it wasn't the slutty pumpkin, obviously, so we have to find out who. you
1: yeah, that, that's another, like I said, that's another show I watched, I watched like a preview of the first episode right before it came out and it literally was like 95% of the first episode and I got into it. So like, that was like one of the very few shows like I watched from day one. So I was like really invested into it.
0: Yeah. It's it's a great show. And I think it, I was, uh, I was the hanging Chad for Halloween one year.
1: <laughs> That's such an easy costume. I've never done that.
0: <laughs> it was a big cop out, but I pulled it off.
1: I don't know. I think the only easiest costume I've ever done was Kevin Owens. Because I kind of look, I'm, I'm somewhat similar to him, not exactly like him, but I think that's the only, like, really easy costume I could, oh, no, I did do, I'll have to send you the picture, I did do Gene Belcher one year, <laughs> and, and I shaved my beard and everything.
0: I saw the Kevin Owens picture, I need the other one.
1: I think I was going to send that picture, but then, like, it was like, oh, like, f- like favorite, uh, like, a wrestling wrestler you've done, Like well, I've only done one wrestler, but, like, Gene Belcher was really good. Like, I bought a burger costume, I shaved my frickin' beard, and I don't know. I just, Once I love you
0: shave it. the beard, that's when you know like this is gonna be a good costume.
1: Oh, I I don't like doing it. Like I don't like shaving, so I try to find things that, like okay, what has a beard that would look normal, or what what can I like make look normal? Like I, I one year uh, right before Infinity War came out, I was Thanos, so I I dyed my beard like that with chemicals, like just with spray, so it, like it looked purple. So I'm like well that's my chin. This is my beard.
0: Yeah. Why not? That's why I haven't been, uh, I haven't been Sting since I was 12 years old because I just don't want to <laughs> shave my beard, and you know I also don't want to be Wolfpack Goatee Sting. So,
1: <laughs> so Sting is one of your favorite wrestlers, or is he the your Like number one favorite? How does that work with you?
0: He's absolutely number one, but I, like, t- to make like a top five or a top ten, I feel like it changes like every generation of wrestler. You know, like if I were, I would have picked probably different people of who were my favorites growing up as to who like inspires me to wrestle you know yeah um, i might take the moves from one guy but i actually really like this guy growing up it's always been like hard for me to pick and choose like one week i'll maybe watch like every single edge match and be like these is awesome i love edge but next week i'm gonna watch every booker t match and be like what like why wasn't i watching this all along booker t is awesome like just i just want to you know just love wrestling (laughs) that's it
1: (laughs) I guess that it works a little bit different from you because you look at it as being a fan. And then when you're studying it, becoming a wrestler, you look at it through it through different eyes. Like I know with me growing up, I've I've always had somewhat of a list of like who's my favorite. But I'm not looking at it from like, oh, this is what I like from like I'm trying to study like for me. And I, I get I get shit for it all the time. And I will not pick between them. I have two in my number one spot. I will not differentiate from them. And that's Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I love them both.
0: Yeah. Reasonable.
1: And part of it is because, you know, that whole Iron Match, you know, WrestleMania 12, that was my 10th birthday. Of
0: course. Oh, happy birthday to that (laughs) 10-year-old that got to see that awesome match.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I've I've told it here on the podcast, but I know I've told it other places where I like, I've met both of them. When I met Shawn Michaels, which was uh, at the ECW Arena House of Hardcore Convention Show, uh, Shawn Michaels, like, obviously was the big guest. And even though I was 30, I was, I wanted to tell him something that I've always felt as like, even as a kid, I said, thank you for, you know, winning the WWF championship on my 10th birthday. It was the best gift I ever got. Like, I don't remember anything I had that year, but I remember that like, even though I'm 30 and I like, I know better, but it was still like, that's a moment that lives on. And I, I'll go back and watch that Iron Man match from time to time. And I know people are like, how could you watch that whole thing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's still that that rivalry between them that I loved watching and I, I still love Brett, like being a kid at that time, who didn't love Bret Hart? Like those glasses were cool as shit.
0: Yeah. I wanted to be the kid in the front row getting those
1: glasses. I've never met anybody who has like actually like, actually got them. But that was like, obviously, you you envy that. And I, I feel like no wrestler has been ever able to duplicate that. Like, yeah, there's wrestlers that give stuff out. But with Brett, for some reason, maybe because I was a kid that felt really big. And you just looked at that kid and was like, I want to do that. I want to be the kid in the front row. I want to get those glasses. That's kind of like
0: something, at least for me, like going into wrestling, I tried not to lose sight of like the stuff I loved about wrestling because we all know wrestling could be like the most shady business ever. There's good people. There's really bad people. Uh, As of late, we've seen more of the really bad people in wrestling. And even with this pandemic, we're seeing not the best wrestling shows but we have to just remember like this is what we love like i'm not gonna analyze every single thing that like edge and randy orton are doing in the ring i want to watch it still as a fan even though i've been wrestling for so many years so luckily i've been able to like somewhat turn it on and off like when i'm watching wrestling and that keeps me just like involved like i i don't care i'm we're all marks i'm still a mark for wrestling if you're not a fan of wrestling and you're in the business like why are you even in the business Like, I want to be that guy who gives the kid the sunglasses, you know, like who doesn't?
1: I, I love the word Mark. And I think a lot of fans don't understand the history of it. And like, I don't know if you do either, because I I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, but uh, like the carny aspect of it, of how uh, you would have a ticket taker would see inside your wallet, like as you're, you're paying for something and they would make a signal to somebody be like, you know, this guy's got a lot of money. So they would put a mark on you. So all the, the carny games, they would try to, they would try to get you to play the game because they know you have money. And there's just that aspect of like the history. And it just, it just means in a way too, because I thought about this recently, like another word for a target is a mark. So you're a target and there's nothing wrong with that because we all are like, even like in, in my office right now, like I have, you know, I have, I have wrestling figures, like, stacked up that I got to re put on my wall and, like, a bunch of other stuff, too, where it's just like, yeah, I, I love this. Like, aren't, aren't we all, like, we're all spending money on it. Like, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, and even, uh, like, on the Major Pod, Brian has said this many times. Like, it back in the day, like, when they first came up as a tag team, they were kind of, like, hiding the fact that they, like, had wrestling figures. They were, like, super fans. But now it's just kind of, like, more acceptable to just be like, I fucking love wrestling sorry if I can't curse I fucking love wrestling but like I'm gonna buy the action figures I'm gonna buy like I'm gonna I'm wearing an Owen Hart t-shirt right now like I'm I, the people who say like oh wrestling's for kids like screw you man <laughs> Like, we're all marks I'm gonna be a mark just let like just let it happen you know
1: like let loose Well, well enjoy things I had you listen to the Nick Gage intro last week so you know you're allowed to cuss on the show uh, second
0: yeah that's right <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> uh, second uh Yeah, like that's kind of crazy, too. But we we grew up and like me, you, uh, Brian, Matt, like they grew up in more of an era where we were all buying shit. And now it's like it had to eventually get to a point where more people were growing up in that, you know, that era, like Johnny Gargano, for example, like a guy I watched on the independent scene for many years. I still wasn't around for his beginning. But like, you know, that was a dude that I know, like he grew up loving it, buying stuff. And we're getting to a point where. The fans that grew up like that are becoming wrestlers. and I, I I think that's cool. And it's it's we don't have to like take everything so seriously. And it's I can't imagine like being in like their shoes to where not only did you become a wrestler. did you get signed to a major promotion, but you have figures made of you multiple ones, and you're in video games multiple ones,
0: yeah, and I mean, as a think of it as a fan, like who do you want to see? You know be the best be the champion more the guy who actually loves wrestling the guy who has loved wrestling his whole life Who has the pictures like John Cena holding the paper belt? Or do you want the guy who is like the football player that just kind of gets in the ring like yeah? I guess I could do this. I'm athletic like no. I want to see that fan become like the top star
1: That's actually what got me into at the time Zack Ryder more it was in between like the YouTube show and then he was on the art of wrestling and he was talking about you know buying wrestling figures when he was in developmental he was talking about having like all this merch in his room and showing showing gallows and then like his dad coming up like hitting a pan like trying to get gallows to you know to go into character and all that kind of stuff and just hearing like I'm like man this guy's this guy's kind of like me like I didn't exactly have as much as he did but there was there was aspects of things that I loved like uh one of the things that I love was uh, like the wrestling CDs, the music. I remember like those either came out right around Christmas, which was good for me, or some of them came out in the spring, which was right around my birthday. So a lot of them I just got as like gifts. So like I remember getting Full Metal, the album, which was my very first wrestling album, and that became my thing for many years. And it is crazy too, like that's gone, like that whole aspect yeah. is gone in between that and WWF magazine like i remember having like a few years subscription to that gone
0: yep same it's not the life uh we used to live anymore things are changing us us old timers you know
1: <laughs> i remember like when wwf started uh well wwe when they started to like just release single songs on uh itunes and i was like I don't know i was always really excited like what's going to be on the next volume even like i mean i was an adult but i'm like i I don't know kind of kind of want to see what's on there like it it became like a tradition for me and now we're you know we're we're out of that it's i mean it's a sign of the times i can't complain too much now because i you know i have apple music so i could i pay a monthly thing and i can download all the ones i want which is cool but i don't know like there was just that there's, there's nostalgia goggles for that definitely See, the nostalgia
0: that? No, I completely agree. I'm the same way. We, I think we shared images of, uh, the WCW CDs the other day. Like even just looking at that cover you sent me, I was like, Oh my God. Like I went to Sam Goody or like whatever it was, the whiz just to find this back in the day. And it was so hard to find, but now like, you know, we just toss them to the side. I mean, I, guys like us, like we keep them, we keep them nice. Like we want them, but how many people have those like in their basement where they're just like, what is this crap? Like I don't need Goldberg's really bad 2000 invasion theme song.
1: Oh God, that, the WCW towards that. like, especially like that whole album, as much as I love a lot of wrestling albums, like I remember listening to that because there would be like, okay, we have like wrestling theme songs and then we have some other stuff, but then it'd be like, Oh, here's a song that like references wrestling in the middle of it. It's like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know if I like that part as much, but like, I would love like the Wolfpack theme, um, Vampiro's theme at the time, uh, both versions of Goldberg's theme, uh, both. Well, I can't say both versions just stings, but there was the, the crow sting, and then there was the, the, I can't always forget about the Metallica sting.
0: Uh huh. I, yeah, I forget about that too. I, I know I have to, <laughs> I'm not a big Metallica fan.
1: I know one I'm looking for, and it's because I didn't have it when I was a kid, and I didn't even know it existed. But the WCW Slam Jam.
0: Yeah, see that—that's something I never had.
1: I have I'm a. Oh, I have a safe search on eBay. That thing never shows up, or at least not recently.
0: Oh wow, 1992. That looks yeah, that looks like 1992 WCW. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> I think because that, that that might be the album that has a man called Sting. Maybe. Yeah. I've never i've never I seen it so, yeah i think so but i know it's it's that like yeah that's that early 90s wcw and then i know i've been lucky to find uh do you remember the wwf superstars album
0: which yes my cousin had that
1: i have both covers which I, there was the one that came out like originally with it and then i think when wrestling had that obviously the attitude era spike they re-released it but without the, all the wrestlers on the cover and i found both of those at a local secondhand shop like around here that they're called they're called the exchange where you can like bring in uh old stuff get money for it so like i'll always go because i'll find crazy shit i found that not too long ago i found hogan's album and i was like what i gotta buy this
0: (laughs) you needed that everyone needed that i mean i don't know if you were the same way but i needed this music just for when i played with my action figures specifically that or I had the Bash and Brawlers, and like when I was ten years old, I would literally have Raw and SmackDown like in my basement, like on the nights of Raw and SmackDown, but with my own storylines. I mean, come on.
1: I wasn't as much with figures because I love Hasbro's, so and then I never. I think I've only owned. I at least when I was a kid, I only owned two Jacks. No, three. Because I always forget about. I had a Maximum Sweat Kane. I always forget about oh, him. I'm sorry. No, I rebought him recently because I love that cane. That cane is awesome. But um, I was more like backyard wrestling and like like having like trampolines. Like maybe we wouldn't exactly wrestle, but it was still like play the music. We come out, you know, act like the wrestler. And like to me, like that's what I kind of link it to.
0: Mm Mhm. Yeah. same exact thing. I think we're the same person.
1: (laughs) And then if we let's talk more about Dexter. Uh, And if we even go back further, which is something I even forgot about, too, even before there was those albums, there was going on to America online and you could download the wave version of of themes
0: that and Windows. uh, What was it called? Windows Media Player. You would find like the bootleg ones that someone uploaded. Yeah, it would be like 30 seconds of the song.
1: (laughs) And going back to Dexter, I love Dexter so much. That's what we named our cat.
0: See, I pitched that for my dog, but my wife was like, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we. I try to like I like weird names for animals. Like my ex, she named her dog Halpert from the office which that had a that had trouble cuz people would be like what? What Humper? Helper? No, Halpert. If if they said they, I they like didn't that. I do it, it, that's where I got like okay, let me do weird names for dogs. My French bulldog that I got after her and I broke up, I named her Zool from Ghostbusters.
0: See? Another good one.
1: So I wanted to come up with some, like, we had to, like, agree, like, with my last name being Summers, I wanted to, as a joke, name the cat Cable, because that's Cable's, I mean, uh, Summers is Cable's last name. She wouldn't let me do it. She's like, I don't like that. Eh. So we were like, well, we both, like, like that was, like, our first show we watched together, Dexter. Let's name him Dexter, and that's the one we agreed on. But I'm like, I really want to do Cable, because it's weird, and I could do that whole thing of, like, yeah, like, that's the last name, because I've always had a joke where when we have kids I want to tell people fake names for the kid and I want to if it's a girl I want to say its name it's Buffy and if it's a boy I want to say its name Scott
0: <laughs> yeah it's good like we named, uh, we named our dog Willow after my wife's favorite tree at her old lake house there was like a big willow tree uh-huh. but like, my friends are all like oh is it named after Jeff Hardy was your favorite growing <laughs> up I'm like yeah it's like after Willow the Wisp of course
1: that's kind of what I thought too <laughs> so did you said, Willow I'm like okay that makes sense them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was a big Omega guy back in the day, but.
1: <laughs> name the next one um, Broken. Broken, yeah. That'd be woke. We- that would- oh, yeah, woke. Yeah, Broken would be a weird name. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Broken. What?
0: <laughs> when she's uh, circling, <laughs> biting her tail. Yeah, yeah, she's broken.
1: I know, like, I did want to name my dog, which uh, I don't know if you'll get this reference, but I wanted to name her Pond because I'm a fan of Doctor Who, and there's a character named Amy Pond that I liked. And the doctor would, every so once in a while, he would say, come along, pond. And that's what I would to say to my dog. Like, come along, pond. But more people, like, more people I know when I ask, they're like, I like Zul better. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go Zul.
0: Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Uh, see, Doctor Who isn't something I haven't gotten into yet.
1: Not a lot of people get into it. I mean, it, it's obviously to each their own. I think when it comes to sci-fi stuff, like, that's what I gravitate more towards. Like, I'm not big into Star Wars. I'm not big into Star Trek. And when I watch Doctor Who, like, going back to what I was saying about Dexter when i watched one episode like i felt a connection where i'm like i think like this is it this is my sci-fi thing
0: okay see i like a lot of like action like i just watched jack ryan and now i'm watching kingdom on netflix which is a little older with frank grillo and like jonathan tucker um it's about like mma fighters it's a pretty good show a lot of a lot of like i guess it kind of like motivates you cuz they're just always training so like i'm like oh i want to jump rope in a sweat vest I'm like no i don't like, I'm just watching the show. I'm just really into it. I don't want to jump rope in a fucking sweat fest.
1: Do you know what I've been watching a lot lately? And that's, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's an old show. We all know it. We all know the theme song, Unsolved Mysteries. And
0: Oh yeah, and they just brought it back, and the new one's pretty bad. Really?
1: Like, bad as in, like, you don't like it, or bad as in, like, it's really good, because I liked it.
0: I watched the first two, and I'm like, these are kind of boring. And I think it's because I've been watching so much lately, like, documentaries, and like, like even Dexter, like you where at the end, you solve what's happening. And, th- but at the end of these, you're just kind of like, okay, I want more. Like, I want to know what happened.
1: I mean, they, they go into a lot of that stuff, but if, if you want to know what happens, like I'm watching the original, like I'm going back and watching the first season and what the cool thing that I love that they did with these, they did this when This one was on syndication. They will have every update that has happened to those cases. So if, you know, they found, oh. if they found, um, uh, who the killer was or they found this person they will tell you some sort of update whether it was when the show was on like maybe like two seasons later there was an update they played it on the show they will tack that on the end of that particular clip the only thing is that's cool i like that the only thing is there are things that are unsolved and like i play a game with my fiance where it's like okay solved or unsolved and we'll get to like we'll get to the end and like, you're expecting like some sort of update and it just goes to the next story. And like my jaw will drop every time. Like they did not figure this out. Holy shit. Some, I think you can figure like, there's like, there's not enough clues. They have no lead. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to, you're probably not going to find them, especially after all these years. But there are some that I've like literally my jaws dropped. Like they didn't find them. like That sucks. And then like, I'll go online and Google more information.
0: There was one when I was growing up, I stayed at my grandpa's house and we were watching it because he always like stayed up late and it was like midnight. I was probably like 10 or 12 years old and it was like this ghost like walking down the hall like it was all creaky and then like I had to go to bed in this like old house. <laughs> I I didn't sleep that night. There was no way.
1: I think that's the thing for us like as kids like those were like the best stories like now as an adult like <laughs> I'll be I haven't got to where they get into a lot of the ghost stuff like I think I've only seen one ghost story so far and it. They haven't got to the point where they're, like, recreating, like, a a ghostly image, but as an adult now, I'm like, oh, there's no updates of those, so it's just, like, it's gonna be scary, it's gonna be, like, fun, but at the end of the day, like, I kind of want to know what happens for all these people, because it, like I said, there's, like, crazy shit, even, like, there was one that I, like, recently looked up, like, it was something I watched, like, they didn't solve it until, like, 2000, and the first season was, uh, because they didn't start to get clues until, like, 2000, and it was in, like, 1989, and there's other stuff where uh, I just watched one where it was uh, this guy was uh, murdered, uh, I think a girl, and they like they didn't find any clues until 2002, and he's been fighting his de- uh, death penalty and all this stuff, and like he's still on death row. He's the only man on Wyoming's death row, and like just reading some of this, I'm like, this That's is nuts. weird. Like like this person's still alive. He should be dead.
0: Yeah, some of them are just nuts. Like. How, like how do they even get away with this stuff but then you're thinking like back then like the technology and stuff like oh yeah oh yeah of course they don't get away with this
1: oh yeah there was there was, yeah, there was one it might have been the one i was thinking of where um things have advanced so much like they did uh they recheck the rape kit and they found evidence but like obviously like back in the 80s like they're are they didn't have the technology they couldn't do it but they went back and re-examined stuff and they're like oh like here boom here we go and they've been, because of technology, they've been able to find stuff, but there's a lot of other stories where, like I said, there's just no updates and some, which may be kind of cool, but it's, there's no updates, but sometimes they think, well, this was the suspect uh, and they died other, like some, something else happened to them and they died. So there's no, that hasn't been officially solved, but what they believe uh who did it is no longer around. So that's why it's unsolved. Yeah. That's just, you know, you know who would solve it though dexter <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what happened maybe he, there's a yeah, real he life the dexter
0: there was there actually was i read an article about a guy who like tried to completely like mimic him to a t like with the blood slides and everything obviously he got caught like right away
1: yeah i don't know why you would try to do that because like even in real life like what would have to go into it especially with like how meticulously he was with like Crime scenes, and he was able to like he had to put the plastic everywhere. He was able to chop up the bodies. I mean, oh my god, that's that's too much. It's nuts, even with like,
0: all right, we're not gonna get into like killing people. (laughs) It's like, even there's like cameras everywhere now, the ring doorbell and stuff. Come on, no one's getting away with this.
1: I mean, that's what I think with Unsolved Mysteries, and then like with that, that new season or whatever you want to call it, there's a like almost everything is post 2000, and I'm like okay, we have so much advanced in technology. Why aren't some of these solved? Like 2000 wasn't that bad technology.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Solve solve it now. Solve this shit.
1: All right. We've 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 gone on for quite a while. So let's start to wrap this <laughs> show up. Gone a little bit further than I wanted. But I mean, it's a natural conversation. That's what I like. Uh, let's get into the Fave 5 questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave 5 questions. Now, can you dig it? All right, um, let's go with... I know I have a couple of video game ones on here, so I, d- I definitely want to hit that. Favorite arcade game? Ooh, it's got to be The Simpsons. That's a good one. Yeah. Did you... Well, because you're a, you're a PlayStation guy, aren't you?
0: I am. I was a former Xbox guy up until 360, so not that far off.
1: Did the PlayStation have what the Xbox arcade had where they released simpsons the arcade game that i don't
0: know because up until i mean i would say honestly the past year or so i was always a like disc guy so unless i was buying the game i wouldn't even like check the playstation store or even like know about what was coming out so for that i don't really know but that is something i would definitely like to grab because that like just marge running around with her vacuum just killing people come on
1: xbox arcade had a r- lot of really good exclusive, I don't know if they're exclusive, but I should say a lot of arcade titles that they would re-release, like they released literally every single one of my favorite arcade games. Well, uh, like of that style, they did the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was one of the first ones they did. this oh, Sim- So good. They did the Simpsons and they did X-Men. Like those three are so good. Then they, they did do a remastered Turtles in Time, which it's not like it was like completely remastered. It was like half of their actual game with like some updated stuff and i think instead of bebop and rock steady on the uh ship it was token Razor instead uh yeah so, yeah it was like it, it wasn't it definitely wasn't the same but it was they at least did those other three especially like simpsons because that's that's such a classic like i have so many memories of different places that had that game
0: yeah actually i'm looking now the simpsons arcade game came out on uh ps3 on their store okay so ps3 i didn't buy shit on my system
1: Yeah, I I was—I
0: was—that would explain it.
1: I was a PlayStation person with one and two, but then when three came out with that like outrageous price, that's when that's what soured me. And then I got my first 360 for dirt cheap. Like a friend of mine sold me, which it might have been stolen—I don't know—but he sold me one without cords for like fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of those going
1: around (laughs) back (laughs) in the day. A fun story about that um, one—I got the Red Ring of Death while playing a wrestling game, Legends of WrestleMania. Uh, I think I Oh, did, they're
0: going to say Legends of Wrestling. I was a big Legends of Wrestling guy. I, and I think I liked that game so much that I didn't play Legends of WrestleMania.
1: It was Legends of WrestleMania. I think I did WrestleMania 9, and I want to say I picked it like DX versus Legion of Doom. I know it was WrestleMania 9 and Legion of Doom. It froze on me. I turned it off, turned it right back on. Red Ring of Death. It was on April Fool's Day, which is the day after my birthday. I'll never fucking forget that that sucked like oh yep. April Fool's Day happy yeah. birthday red ring of death I
0: don't remember what game I got the red ring on but I remember immediately shipping it out and then going to GameStop and just buying like a bunch of old GameCube games to like fulfill me and like in that time that I would get my game back I bought like old like NCAA games and like all that kind of stuff like I'm, I need I need something I need something I'm gonna die without my Xbox
1: I think I last well I waited like I think I bought one like within the next month. Like I didn't send that out because I didn't know if it was good or bad, but I just like went and bought, a. I think at that time, whatever the second tier was before they did the, the nice slim versions when it was the, the arcade was the cheap one. The elite was the, the expensive one. And then there was the one in the middle, which was like, I want to say it was like 300 bucks. was like a decent price. I forget what that line pro maybe pro sounds right.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yep.
1: All right, question number two. I might know your answer to this one, but I, I gotta ask it anyway. Favorite video game console of all time?
0: Oh, what do you think? I'm, what do you think I'm gonna say? I wanna I want to know what you
1: think. <laughs> I expect everybody to say N64.
0: I'm going GameCube. Okay. Thing is, the N64 growing up was I kind of conned my sister into getting it. She was younger than me, and I'm like, "You want this for your birthday? We had a birthday one day apart, even though we were three years apart." So. Even though I had a PlayStation then and like I was playing like SmackDown or whatever, I was like, You want, you really want this N64, don't you? I know you want this N64. Look, they make it in purple to the point where (laughs) she got the N64 with like, I don't know, like Mario Kart or something. And she never played it, obviously, because I was just playing No Mercy the whole time. But I think GameCube finally was like my Nintendo console. And I absolutely loved like WrestleMania 18, 19, Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning 2. Um, even. Uh, James Bond Nightfire, that, oh my God, going from Goldeneye to that, even though people will say Goldeneye is the best game, again, they're wearing nostalgia goggles, Nightfire blew it away.
1: I didn't even know there was a Nightfire game, like I don't remember
0: yeah, that. and, and like we've said before, with the GameCube, you could carry it because it has a <laughs> handle, and it only had the AV cables, you didn't have to have like the big box and like all that stuff, it was great, it was very portable.
1: Half the reason why I didn't like the N64 was the control, and I felt the GameCube kind of was a little bit better, but still like confusing compared to. Because obviously I'm a Super Nintendo guy, so like to me like that's like the definitive controller, and I think that's the controller that changed everything. Because I think even if you look at uh, like PlayStation controllers, I think that rounded uh, controller like that's kind of obviously where it started, and I I don't think any we got as much coming from. The Sega controller, as we did compared to the Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree.
1: All right, question number three. Uh, I do love this one. Uh, Step Brothers or Talladega Knights?
0: I go against the grain here. I'm going Talladega Knights.
1: It's one of those questions. There's no right or wrong answer. I agree with you. I'm Talladega Knights. I th- I We're think the same it's- person. <laughs> I think it's more quotable. Like, granted, Step Brothers is two, but I find myself quoting. Talladega Nights more.
0: Step Brothers is overquoted. I think that's the problem. Like everyone, oh the fucking Catalina wine mix. Okay, whatever. You know, like I kind of before even seeing the movie back in like when it was in theaters, I was sick of the movie just from everyone quoting it. Just like Anchorman. Like come on, we get it. You're invited to the pants party. You love lamp. Whatever. But Talladega Nights didn't get like the same like huge exposure. I think as like Step Brothers did, even though it was a pretty big movie. But I think uh, *Step Brothers* like was like the first one, like, "Oh wow, this is a really great movie. Let's quote it to death and get everyone fucking sick of it."
1: I don't know, like, I feel like I quote, I like when they after they came out, I quoted them both the same. But I don't know. To me, I always say *Talladega Nights*. I pick it because it's that added uh, NASCAR aspect to it. It's like not only is it a funny movie, but we added this whole background of uh, NASCAR and um, Sasha being. Uh, Baron Cohen or not, however you pronounce his name like that that character is fucking hilarious like he is great in a lot of stuff he's in and I think him as Jean Girard is great
0: oh he was awesome
1: so yeah I, like I said I'm definitely the same even uh, like I got like a couple friends like will like obviously shake and bake like to me that's that's still fucking hilarious and I love yeah, I love uh, save, save, me, save me Tom Cruise use your witchcraft on me
0: <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with my hands <laughs> Yeah, but glad we could agree on that one.
1: Okay. Uh, question number four. Let's go with best physical portrayal of the Joker.
0: I, I mean, if you don't say Heath Ledger, I don't know. I okay. The way I see it, every single Joker has been different. Mm-hmm. I used to really like Batman back a couple of years back. Like I was reading the comics and stuff, and uh, the. the graphic novels and all that so I guess I would argue with people over like the right and the wrong of like the Joker like oh Jared Leto like he's horrible but I guess it's okay to have like a different spin on that because then we have uh what's his name
1: uh what's Joaquin Phoenix now? I can't
0: think of his name right now what's that
1: Joaquin Phoenix
0: Joaquin Phoenix yes like that movie was awesome I would love to see him go head to head with a Batman but to me like at this point we've had a how many Jokers? How many Batman's? Like, what do you give us? Like, Keith Ledger obviously was great. I think again because of his death and because he was in that stupid mute movie with uh Julia Stiles. Like, all the little girls loved the Joker for that, and because he died, he was great. I think he was awesome. But will there ever be someone to surpass him? Yeah, I think so. I think Joaquin did a really good job, and I'd like to see a Batman go toe to toe with him. I think so. Definitive answer: I'm going to say Keith Ledger. <laughs>
1: I, I agree with you Heath Ledger I, it is kind of like see who goes what way and I think um, a lot of I me mean, a lot of people say Cesar Romero because that, that's like a whole a hardcore classic way of looking at him but then you have Jer, um Jack Nicholson he took that role oh, and he's like awesome too. yeah like he's great like and I think he took what Cesar Romero did and then like went further and then Heath Ledger did the same thing he's like well Jack Nicholson did that with Caesar Romero, Mar- I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to go even further. And to me, I think it's a compliment to any actor to where if I'm watching them in a movie, I don't look at them as that actor. I look at them as that character. Like, yes. I love Tom Hanks, but when I watch Forrest Gump, I don't see Tom Hanks. I see Forrest Gump. Uh, David Spade and Joe Dirt. I don't see him that as David Spade. I look at that as Joe Dirt. It's <laughs> the same way with Heath Ledger. There's only a couple times... Where I look at him and I, I s- actually see Heath Ledger. One of them is the interrogation scene. Cause I think it's like the light shining on him. Like he looks more like Heath Ledger, but all throughout the movie, it's the Joker. And that for some yeah. people, I think that's, that's hard to look at them like that. But if you're really good and you, you do enough, whether it be makeup and everything, and you just throw yourself into that character where you break that bond to me, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a Joker for every Batman, not to be like cliche, but I think, um, like Jared Leto, yeah, you know, the face tattoo and the grill, but he fit like that, the theme of that Suicide Squad movie. Like it was that, like, I guess, hipstery, like out there movie. And if you look at it as like one piece of art, if you look at it as just that one movie, I think he fits. Like, if picture the Heath Ledger or like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker in that movie, it just looks super weird. And you're sure he could have done something different, but I think he just fit that whole theme.
1: Mm hmm. All right, question number five. Uh, let's go with favorite flavor of Pop Tart. Of Pop Tart. Pop Tart. Uh, because there's so many.
0: I think whatever the one with the purple with the little blue squiggly is. I think that one. Wildberry is that what it is?
1: It might, it might be wildberry. That's a rare I remember one. Remember,
0: it was like groundbreaking when it came out, like back in, like when I was a kid. It was like you have either the strawberry plain. And then they're like, this new Wildberry. I'm like, oh my God, that is awesome. Until, of course, the Batman Blueberry one came out, which was the best <laughs> one they've ever made. Very limited. Very limited.
1: Then there was the Dexter one. No, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> came in a blood slide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what flavor it was, but it was a lot of red. Um
0: of strawberry. So.
1: <laughs> or cherry. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird answer. Normally, it's um, like I'm a s'more, s'mores person. A lot of people say s'mores. A lot of people say. Yeah, they're good. Um. The cinnamon and brown sugar—that's like a—that's oh, more popular than I—I I thought it was. Like I thought that was an old man flavor, but I guess it's not. Uh, but then there's obviously like the classic fruit ones. But Wildberry is a is a curveball.
0: There's no wrong answer.
1: Oh no, there's no wrong answer. Pop
0: tarts but- are great. actually friend of the pod, Max Casser, That is like his go-to on the road. Like if you travel with him anywhere, he's gonna get pop tarts and probably more pop tarts.
1: I might have to get him on the show eventually. <laughs> because <laughs> I think I made the joke to uh smart Mark Sterling because he was telling me to vote for uh, Max caster and I was like, "Well, Danhausen's been on my podcast. I mean, I could ask mass. I haven't done that, but you know, d- still, yeah, he'd be he'd be a good one. Uh, I know I've I've heard him in interview. Great dude, and obviously we we talked about him earlier. I th- I think he's he's definitely on the rise.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. He'll be out there soon.
1: All right. Question number six that I tailor around my guest. And for you, you might have done this on the show before. But when you listen to like 10 months worth of a show within a short amount of time, things kind of blur together. Give me your top five favorite video games of all time. Of all time? Oh, my God. I was debating whether I wanted to do video games or franchises, but I think video games really narrows it down more.
0: All right. Number one. I'll I'll go. F- uh, can I do five to one? I think I got to go one to five on this. But I'm gonna go The Last of Us as number one, the definitive number one. Just a great game, great story. You get like just you're in the story, you're involved in the story. I don't know if you've ever played it, but holy shit, haven't dive haven't dove into the uh, second one yet. But that's probably gonna happen within the next week or two. Number two, I'm gonna go with the first Gears of War. A lot of nostalgia there, and it holds up today. Uh, definitely kind of got me into that type of like third person shooter game and really good story.
1: Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a second to think more, but um, gears of war. It's kind of funny. We mentioned like when I bought my 360, that was one of the first games that actually a friend uh, let me borrow before I would buy it. And it was literally within a month before gears two came out. I played a little bit of gears one. I didn't get a hardcore into it, but I'm like, all right, let me jump into gears 2. I uh, loved Gears 2, played Gears it, two. yeah, played it, beat it, Gears 3 came out, played it, beat it, and then last year, uh, I wanted to go through the games one more time, like, I, I finally, finally fucking finished Gears 1, um, I got Gears 4, I think I had to finish 2, I went back and played the uh, prequel side game, which wasn't horrible, I didn't really like that one. It wasn't horrible. I was lucky. That was one of those games. I think I got for free through Xbox. So I was like, oh, I didn't spend money on it. Uh, like, I think I beat it within a day. So it wasn't that bad either. And then I got so far into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the remastered gears one, even though I just finally beat. It. I'm like, I'm going to play it again and I'm going to try to beat it again. And it took that one crazy enough. It took me years to beat the first one on 360, uh, even though I played part of it on uh, Xbox yeah. one. But I it took me like a day again, to beat the first one on the Xbox One. So I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Hey, I mean, it's not, like, a normal game, like, for the time. Like, they there was a lot of things that they, I guess, groundbreaking. Like, uh, mm-hmm. even the way you would just kind of attach your body to, like, the side of a building to take cover and then shoot upwards, like, that wasn't really done before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lancer, like, uh, battles where you, I think that was Gears 2, actually, where you could battle with the yeah. chainsaws. I don't know, everything. But, yeah. Judgment, the prequel, I wasn't a big fan of. But while we're, uh, I had time to think now, so I think my third favorite game of all time is probably GTA Vice City, because that's when they introduced the motorcycles and it was very Tony Montana. Yeah, I really like that one. I never, and, uh, I've been I never to got into Miami a few times, and it's very accurate.
1: <laughs> I never got into that game, but I do love Scarface.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very. I mean, when you get like to the end of the story mode, you're like, okay. This is literally Scarface. Like, a lot of the stuff, just, they just...
1: Oh, yeah, there's, like, even though there's, a far as, because I've watched, like, videos of talking about it, where there's a a particular, like, hotel room, bathroom, where there's an arm dangling from from the shower rod, which is kind of a callback to Scarface, where that, that happens. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a bunch of other stuff, too, where they kind of copied it. Like, I know I've wanted to go back, and it's something I might do, because I do have a PlayStation 2. I want to go back and play... Scarface for the PlayStation Two. I had it for the Wii, which yes, I forgot about. Yeah, I I made the mistake of having a Wii, like trying to put well, not it wasn't bad, but like trying to play certain games on it just wasn't as fun. Like the Scarface game wasn't as fun. The well, I had Godfather, that was okay, but I, it was it was yes,
0: I had that, that was a good game.
1: It was that was way more fun to play on the 360. I beat it on. I think I beat it on the Wii and 360.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I think I have to put a wrestling game in here, and I'm gonna <laughs> put wrestlemania 19 because that story mode it's absolutely insanity and i played it not too long ago i put it up on our youtube channel at gameworks pod and it was just ridiculous you're throwing construction workers off buildings you're fighting like chavo guerrero in the middle of the street he's getting hit by cars while Bubba ray dudley's on top of a truck waiting for you it's just nuts but it's so much fun it's just it's just like a breath of fresh air from the different like oh, you're walking backstage, oh, someone challenges you to a brawl. It's like, no, now I'm on top of, like, this giant structure just tossing security guards into, like, an abyss.
1: I thought you were gonna pick Fire Pro. See, I'm still coming around!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I do, I definitely enjoy, uh, Fire Pro world now, but it's like the creation aspect that I enjoy. Like, I love making rings now. Like, I'm like, give me the most obscure ring and I'm going to make it. Like, someone said the GameCube ring, so I made the ring look like a GameCube. I made, like, <laughs> the UFC octagon, but it's actually a ring. Like, I love doing stuff like that. It's so much fun. Um, but damn, my fifth favorite game of all time. I feel like I'm going to go, like, a classic or something. I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to go with, uh, like, Pokemon Blue and
1: Red. Yeah, that's one thing where we differ. I never got into Pokemon. Like I, re- I remember when yeah, it first. Like I remember when it first hit, and like everybody I know played it. I just, I never watched the show. I didn't get into the game or whatsoever. Like the only RPG game like that that I got into was uh, Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo.
0: See that stuff I didn't get into. I think the only real like RPG I played was Pokemon back then, and even now I'm more of like a sports, action, story kind of guy rather than stuff like that i dabbled in like fable but that's really it
1: i forgot about fable till so that was mentioned somewhere recently and i was like oh my god i, def- I totally forgot about that fucking yeah, franchise. Really <laughs> I, I think it was game marks i can't i listen to so many podcasts yeah. things just blend together but may- maybe you guys mentioned and i was like oh my god i remember like when yeah, they're bringing it back the new xbox oh maybe it was your news the news segment that's where i heard about yeah. it okay that's why it didn't fit because i was like like, no, you, it wasn't wrestling game, but oh, no, no, they, that's why it was brought up, because of the new section. Yeah, I totally forgot about that series. Yeah, it was interesting.
0: I mean, it's Not my favorite, but it was fun to, like, you know, like, in between, like, oh, all right, I'm playing Madden, I'm playing NHL. Oh, let's see what I could do uh, running around this little forest here, collecting wives or
1: whatever it is. Yeah, might as well bring it back. It's, it's kind of cool to bring things back if they haven't been around for a long time. Yeah. I want them to bring back, uh, at least try to do it again, because it's one of my favorite franchises. Twisted Metal like the I don't know yeah I never played the PlayStation 3 version but I lived for the PlayStation 1 uh, 4 games I love Twisted Metal Black like that deserved a real sequel and then like whatever they did with 3 like or not 3 well the PlayStation 3 it just kind of fizzled like I, it wasn't the same thing
0: yeah no and then we have Crush Hour
1: I always <laughs> I always confuse uh, Crush Hour with is it Twisted Metal, Small Brawl?
0: Maybe. Which, I wasn't that big into Twisted Metal. I think I just had the first one.
1: I think, like, I don't know. They they all have their merits. Like, one was revolutionary. Two was it, like, a lot of people put that on a high pedestal. I got into three, which not a lot of people like, but that was my introduction. So, like, I held it really high, and then four is a little off, but it's still like that whole series. I think with three, too, that's the first one where they have uh some sort of movie f- or four, like, you know, those type of in-game clips instead of I think the first one you're reading it the second one there might be video but you read it but there's actually like voice acting and everything in and the third one it was, I, that's what helped me get into it but yeah I always oh, con- okay. I always confuse the Twisted Metal that that came out for the PlayStation 1 the same time as Twisted Metal Black because they wanted to do one like more for kids and then at freaking WWF Crush Hour or w- maybe it was WWE Crush Hour at that time I can't remember but it was just these two like Definitely driven towards kids. I don't know. I, I just confuse them.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, similar. But Crush Hour was a league of its own.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go?
0: Last minute plugs, you can follow me everywhere at JClash twenty-one, pretty much across the board. Um, game Marks podcast. We come at you every Monday. We're playing a different game every week. I don't know when this is dropping, but this week. This week we're playing WC we're playing WCW NWO revenge for our one year anniversary. Um, if you want to be like my friend here, you can go back and listen to every single one of our episodes, like a psychopath in a short amount of time. Um,
1: and yeah, no, I can, we could... at
0: game marks pod. Me and George are very grateful for you and your dedication to listening to our podcast. Just want to make that very clear. Um, you helped me finish one of my sting collections. I'm also very grateful for that. Um, <laughs> uh, Pro wrestling tees. We're on Pro Wrestling Tees, Game Marks podcast, and the Johnny Clash. I am on there. Um, yeah, check us out.
1: Yeah, you can hear. Like, hopefully, the,
0: I'll be uh, wrestling more soon.
1: Yeah, hopefully, you could actually hear the progression of the show, like build, because I know like the first couple episodes, it's like, nice. but that happens. That happens with podcasts, like you, uh, like ones that like start with something, they build and build and build and build. Like, I mean, even I would say a little bit with the major wrestling figure podcast, I think mark kind of knew what he wanted to do for off the hop rope so that's kind of been the same but like it's really like genuine when you could see someone like build something like okay we kind of know we want to do but you're not 100 percent sticking with it as in like okay well this works okay now we're gonna have these segments okay i really like that segment let's let's keep going with it okay let's add some sound clips let's do this let's do that to a point where when i started listening i think you guys kind of had it going good like it was running like a machine there was a lot of good, like, the segments were divided up perfectly, but some, like, some people will stop after, like, seven episodes or, like, ten episodes because they, they just can't figure everything out. So, that and I think, like, it does take some dedication for some people, and if you work on it, especially like with you and George, like, there, there was so much work there, like, especially because, like, I started in January of this year, and I started, like, okay, I'm going to listen to everything current. And at that time I was trying to catch up with off the hop rope, which I had like a good year to catch up on at that point. Then when I started with you guys, like I like I had already listened like so many like current episodes and I went back and it was just like, "Oh, like they're building here. Like they, they don't have much. They know what they want to do. They're talking about video games, blah, blah blah blah." But it was cool like knowing things were going to come like a lot of the stuff with uh the names of the segments and then even like I mentioned before of just the whole exhibition thing which i had always heard and didn't think about where it came from but then i heard the flub from george and i was like oh my god like that's where it came from that's that was it because i'd be listening to old episodes and you would say exhibition and i'd go exhibition in my head and not think of like oh like where did they come up with that but i don't know that's like, like the beauty of like watching like certain podcasts grow and
0: yeah I, we definitely uh i think like listening to like the major pod listening to off the hop rope bruce pritchard like i had this vision like in my head kind of like this is how i want to do it um even just my old like audio technician days back in like college when like i would record full length like eps for like my bands back in the day or other bands like just in garage band so i kind of like knew how to format it and like how to figure it all out it was just really like putting the segments together getting like that high energy to like make people want to listen
1: and, and you're really lucky. I walked into a GameStop one day, saw the Wolfpack Sting, and I thought it looked cool. But then as my, <laughs> co- my collection grew, it became one of those, like, I'm like, I like it enough. Like, all of the wrestling pops, that might have been one of my favorite for a long time. So, like, when you said, like, oh, like, if anybody has Wolfpack Sting, like, let me know. And, like, I was at work, so I didn't, like, I didn't have it in front of me. So I went to a pop price guide where I kind of keep my collection digitally, and it said that I had it. So I was like, dude, if you want it. Like, what do you, what do you got? But the thing, like, I didn't want to like overcharge you. Like I, I, I practically gave it to you for nothing. And it was because I didn't, Good, I, <laughs> thank you. I didn't want, like, it was just going to sit in my collection. Like I, what the fuck was I going to use it for? So it was just like, Hey, whatever, if you have something cool, like great. But there were like, our collections didn't really line up. So I was just like, just send me a game marks pod shirt. Just give me that, that like, I'll be happy with that. It'd be something that I actually wear instead of like literally sitting in my storage unit And luckily, like where I am at an apartment complex, the storage units are on, on premises. So I like went up, checked it. It was like the first box I checked and like towards the top. So I was like, well, it's just sitting here. So he's going to enjoy it way more than I am.
0: (laughs) I'm eternally grateful. You have no idea. (laughs) I was, I completed my Mattel sting collection. It's nerdy. I don't care. I am proud of it. I'm now working on the impact sting collection. I only need, I think three more impact. Um, Not counting No, I'm pretty sure that includes the toy biz and uh, the Marvel figures as well. Yeah And then I want to continue on with my original San Francisco toy makers But there's just so many like two packs and like four packs of like the same figure that it's gets kind of confusing
1: I know what it feels like to complete a collection like for me one of the biggest collections I completed was uh, Like I said, I love Ghostbusters and I love pop figures I have a complete set of Ghostbuster pops. The hardest thing about that collection is there was one pop that is extremely hard to find. And the value of it is about $300, and I've never seen one in person until I ended up buying it. And I bought it for 200 off of a website, Oof. even when it was valued at 300. I cuz it was I think when it was a, when the pop was actually out for right around that price, there was this website that had it. It's the, it's a slimed Egon in the Ecto one. It was a toy Tokyo exclusive. in I think 2014, never seen one in person. Damn. This one website years ago, had it for sale, had it for sale. And then somebody ended up like buying them out so that like they were gone, but they had a thing like, Oh, put in your email address. We'll let you know when they're back in stock. Completely forgot about it. One night, I think I was watching the Royal rumble last year. I got an email. Hey, we got it back in stock. And I'm like, What? And it was still at the old price, which was like one seventy five plus shipping. I jumped on it, and
0: <laughs> that's the cool part about collecting, man. It's like those little things, those little victories.
1: The only thing that sucked in between buying it and it being shipped to me, um, they announced a, a new releases of the Ghostbusters. So, like, I I just completed the collection. Like, I'm like, this is it. I have them all. This is great. And then <laughs> Funko's like oh no we got more coming out just wait and I'm like you sons of bitches I have everything now but it was still like I get you I, I completed it and then they, they screwed me over but yeah it was kind of like me passing that along to you because like I said I, I really wasn't going to use it so I, I'm I'm really happy yeah. you got it and uh, it, it, it's in a, a more loving household than mine I don't love Sting as much as you do I don't hate him but
0: yeah it's kind of sickening how much I love him but you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright um uh, for me, you can find myself at Heavy Set 330, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling Cheers, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Email, if you so choose, a desire, Wrestling Cheers at com. and we have the merch store over at whatabaneuver.net. Like I said before, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Impressive. Network. <laughs> oh, there's more. Wait till this. You didn't hear this part earlier because this is at the end of the show where I, I'm nice and I uh, tell people, my friends, that they should listen to, such as the friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Center of the, Uh Sets in the Universe, Sobros Network, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, mm. Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, The chick Foley Show, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Bikes, and Dark Match Podcast. Check out our other non-podcast friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, the Stavish Stash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke of Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're a man called Sting. Game over, Marks. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows you're
0: Those are the You're my you man i